You are listening to the Life Church Podcast. To learn more about Life Church, our gathering times at any of our central Indiana locations, or our Life Crew online, visit us at lifechurchin.com or follow the link in the description. Today's talk is from Pastor Ross Steele. Oh, great. Today starts our 21 days of prayer. And with that being said, that means we also are going to have a standalone little message, a more of a topical message on prayer today. And uh, if, if you don't know uh, yet by now, um, and if we haven't gotten a chance to meet yet, my name is Ross Steele. I'm the campus pastor here. It's a great honor and a privilege. Generally, I have a podium right here, but now the podium's not here because I felt like the Lord was leading me to kind of steer away from uh, I, I type out my notes and kind of manuscript them, and I'm just being, one thing you'll realize is I'm very transparent uh, and, and very just try to be authentic as possible. Um, and one thing that I, that I always did was I'd stand behind this podium, I'd read this manuscript as I, as I wrote it, and uh, I would still look at people and whatnot, but I felt like the Lord was leading me this past week that it was kind of a crutch, that, it, that I realized the moments that I stepped away and stepped into the anointing, that's when, that's when uh, things were just, just happened. I could tell, like, hey, the Spirit was in charge in this moment. And I'm like, you know what, Lord, if, if you're leading me to this, I'm going to try it this week. So if, it, if it's a terrible message, <laughs> if it's a terrible message, I'm sorry. The Lord didn't fail, I promise you. Uh, but I do have notes. If you haven't got notes, we have, um, there's a front and a back of these. If you didn't grab one, raise your hand. We have some extras. They'll come bring them around. Um, but they, they, these are my notes today. And, and as we go along the message, you can fill it out. We got pins in the, in the seat backs in front of you. Uh, and if you were in the front row, then you can grab a seat behind you, I guess. Uh, all that to say, now that I don't have a podium, I'm kind of unleashed. There's like a lot of room for activities. I feel like I could do a number of different things up here. Uh, but we're not going to get into it. Uh, with 21 days of prayer, one thing that we're going to get into uh, today is the first thing is the title of my message is the book of prayers. And one thing we're going to get into that I'm going to talk about are models of prayer. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on one specifically because it's close and, and dear to my heart. But uh, this book, we have this Pray First booklet, um, and they are going to be at the Welco Center after service. If you've never gotten one before, this is a great guide for you. There's tons of different ways how to pray, uh, different things to pray. There's different, like, affirmations and, and other things that are, like, more in the back uh, or personal-focused stuff. There's a whole lot of things in here. Um, and we want to give that to you guys as a resource uh, to, to, to help build your prayer lives uh, outside of just being in the church, being here on Saturday mornings, or even uh, here during 21 Days of Prayer as we go through this. So today is the, the first day. Um, also, I will say, when I came in this morning, this place was 80 degrees, and I had to repair the, the AC things by repair. I really just had to replace the batteries, but it sounds better if I say I repaired it. Uh, so... <laughs> But I did find out I have two different systems, one on this side and one on this side. So I was like, man, it's taking forever. But then I had to repair that one, repair. And, uh, uh, and so we're all cooking. We're, we're good now. It's getting a little cooler in here. But if I do get hot up here, this jacket's probably coming off, which, by the way, my dad was going to get rid of this. And it's an Indiana Republicans jacket, which, I mean, it's Life Church. It's no secret who we are. But uh, that's not my identity either. I place my identity in Christ Jesus. Amen? Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I thought it was cool. I also got new cool socks from my wife. My birthday was yesterday. She got me socks. You all can't see them back there, maybe. Uh, I really should probably have a podium. <laughs> I'm like all over the place. <laughs> 
But, but they are tacos. They got hot sauce on it because I'm, yeah, uh, I, I like sriracha. That's, that's why. Um, anyways, hey, we're going to get started, and it's going to be fun today. Uh, we're going to talk about prayer. The first thing I want to touch on this morning are models of prayer. The one that I'm going to focus on most specifically is that of the prayer of Jabez. If you all are familiar with it, we're going to be in First Chronicles for uh, the first portion of it. And I'm going to read this prayer. It's First Chronicles 4, verses 9 and 10. You can follow along in your Bibles, on your Bible app, or it's going to be on the screen, all of which is New American Standard. First Chronicles 4, verse 9. Uh, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, Because I bore him with pain. Now here's the prayer. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. The first thing that we see, I, I've highlighted these things. Bless me, enlarge my border, your hand might be with me, keeping me for, or keep me from harm. I'm going to talk on these four things and, and, and as we go through this message today. But the first thing we come to is how we pray is prayer, uh, pray for blessing. Just, this is, again, this is just a model. So the first thing we can do, if you don't know how to pray or where to even begin, pray for blessing. Just as Jabez did, he prays for blessing. I'm going to get into Psalms 18. It says, you have also given me the shield of your salvation, and your right hand upholds me, and your gentleness makes me great. His gentleness makes us great. Pray for that blessing. Receive that blessing. Genesis 12 says, And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, so you shall be a blessing. This is a reminder that when we are praying for the blessing, and we receive this blessing, it is not just for our own gain, but it's so that when we, when we are blessed, then we can bless. Amen? All right. Hey, if for those who were here uh, last week and, and other times in the past, I love it when y'all talk back. So if I don't hear you, then I'm not preaching good, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be preaching good. Um, and, and I just want, I just, it helps me, okay? It just helps me know y'all are listening. Uh, but again, I'm just a vessel. It's not for my own glory. It's for God's glory. Amen? Amen. All right. The second thing we see in the prayer of Jabez is to pray for influence. In any areas of our life, whether you are a, a mother, a father, husband, a wife, uh, a, a co-worker, a boss, uh, even, even uh, just an employee of some sort, you have influence in, anywhere in your life. There, you have a place to have influence, but how you use that influence is going to be what determines, uh, determines the influence that the Lord puts upon you. So as Jabez does, he prays for influence. And Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And Psalms, uh, Psalm 2 says, ask of me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. He's going far and wide. What, what, where are you wanting your influence to expand to? Where is it now? But, but not just stay right there. Let's, let's, let's push further. What else can the Lord do through us? It's not what we can do on our own strength. It's what can the Lord do through us? What influence can he give us? Where can we go? He may call us to places that are further and never, never even would have dreamt of in our own lives, but, but here we are. 
a personal story it was really for me when the Pendleton campus was coming up in conversation everybody at, I was at our Noblesville campus and everybody kept asking me are you going to Pendleton are you going to Pendleton and I was like no I ain't going to Pendleton I, no offense I, I grew up in Lapel. I'm closer to Pendleton but I was like no I love Pendleton or no I love Noblesville I love the people like the Lord's really been good to me here I've been developing and growing in different skills and and talents and then the Lord just convicted me wholeheartedly. He's like, he's like, I'm going to, because I've been praying the prayer, Jabez. He said, he, he kind of just said one day, he said, you've been asking for influence. Here it is. And he showed me in the form of the lighthouse, which is right out front. Uh, and for those who don't know, my name means headland, which is basically a place that a big body, uh, a, a big uh, rock platform where people would build a lighthouse to direct ships into the harbor. And I got that word back in 2019, and then I saw Lighthouse, and I was like, oh, all right, Lord, I hear you. Uh, so, so he may call you places you don't necessarily want to go, but if you're asking for influence, you got to be ready to say yes, yes and amen. Yes, Lord, I will follow. Yes, I will be obedient. I will do this. The, the third thing we see in the prayer, Jabez, is the pray for presence. We, he, he prays for God's hand to be upon him, to be upon him. And we see also in Acts 11, it says, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. A large number who believed turned to the Lord. The Lord was with them. So when he is with us, in, in our influence, when he is with us in all that we do, what can he possibly, what can he not do? Honestly, we should be asking, what can he not do? In Exodus 33, it says, Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not by your going with us so that we, I and your people, may be distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing of which you have spoken. For you have found favor in my sight, and I have known you by name. The first verse that I read, which I think is really neat, says, then he said, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. He said, Lord, if you're not going to be with us, I don't want to go. I don't want to go anywhere where you are not. Do we have that same heart? Do we have that same mentality in our lives when we approach the Lord in our lives? Lord, do we, do we go before him? Do we ask for his presence to be upon us? Lead us. And if you're not there, I don't want to be there. The, the, the fourth thing that I pointed out here in the prayer, Jabez, is pray for protection. Pray for protection. Why do we need protection? Because First Peter says this, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. We need protection. We can't protect ourselves. We've all tried. I'm sure we all have in this room at one time or another tried to protect ourselves try to protect face or, or whatever, but, but we can only do so much. It is only by his spirit. It is only by his will that, that he may come upon us, that his presence will be with us, and, and, and that the protection comes around us and in our homes. We can pray for protection over our families, over, over our, our, our homes, our, our workplaces, our vehicles. Pray for protection. Romans 8 says, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake, we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep 
to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. In all the things, we overwhelmingly conquer. Not through us, through him. Through him who loved us. We over, overwhelmingly conquered it. How? Because of the cross. Because of Christ Jesus. Prayer isn't about God or about God moving toward us. Prayer is about us moving toward God. At any point in our lives, we can, we can turn from wherever wickedness that we may be in at one time or another, we can turn to him and he welcomes us with open arms. He's right there. And all we have to do is turn. We come to him. When we, when we go to prayer, it is not saying, Lord, I'm coming to you. Will you, you know, come to me? No, it's, it's Lord, I'm coming to you because you're already there. You're already waiting. You're, you're waiting on me. And here, here we are. We are moving towards you, oh God. The second thing I wanted to talk on of this message, the book of prayers, is kind of another prayer model, essentially, but it's not. It's more about who is God? Like, who, who is the one? When we are moving toward God, who is it that we are moving toward? And I call this the prayer of the sheep. This is mainly Psalm 23, which is a very popular psalm that many people probably uh, uh, know. But if you don't, we're going to read it, and then we're going to walk through it together. Psalm 23 begins, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head. With oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The first thing we pull out of Psalm 23 of, of who God is, who is it that we are moving toward, is that He is our shepherd. You come to Him, Lord, you are my shepherd. Where we see that? Right there at the beginning, Lord is my shepherd. John 1.14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Who else is God? From just pulling, and keep in mind, I'm just pulling this from Psalm 23. Who else is he in, in our message, in our, in our text? You are my provider. When you come to him, you say, you are my shepherd. You are my provider. Psalm 23, I shall not want. I shall not want because he will provide everything that I need. He, he always comes through. He always provides everything. We may have wants, but all our needs are taken care of. He provides all that we need. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Who else is God? God, you are my peace. You are my peace. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He brings the peace into our lives. He is the peace. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. You can look all through the text. He is our peace. Who else is God? Who else is he? Lord, you are my healer. 
You are my healer today. Psalm 23, he restores my soul. He is our healer. First Peter says, and he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. For you were continually strained like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. We were strained and we have returned. By his wounds we are healed. Who else is God? God, you are my righteousness. You are my righteousness. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 1 Peter 4, verse 14 and 15. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. He is our righteousness. Who else are you, God? Who else are you to us? Lord, you are my constant companion. You are constant companion. For even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He is constant in our lives. He is constant. Hebrews 13, 5, make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he, him, he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? What will he do? He's our constant companion. Man, ha, man can't do anything against us. They... The word literally, it says, they, they may hate you, but remember, they hated me first. But he is constant. Even, even, in, even in darkness, in the valley of the shadow of death, he is with us. He is there. He's walking alongside us. Who else is he? Lord, you are my defender. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. I mean, he is, he is going to bat for us. He goes to bat for us all the time. He, 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 we may have favor, not just with, with those believers, but also with those unbelievers. He is our defender, Second Thessalonians. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. This is, this is just truth. I mean, it's the word of God. It's a living word. It doesn't change. This is, this is just facts. So these are things, guys, I want you to take home, and I want you to just remember these things because, because the word does not lie. The word does not lie. It's irrevocable. Lord, who else are you? You are my sanctifier. You are my sanctifier. You have anointed my head with oil, my cup, overflows. My cup overflows. When we were taking communion, I leaned over to Kelsey because I opened up my bread and there were two. And I said, I said, oh, I got a double portion. Let's go. I'm ready. He said, I, and I was like, Lord, Lord, you're, I'm, I'm anointed. We had our first Wednesday and it was about anointing. 
And I was like stepping in and receiving that anointing. And like, whether you feel it or not, you're anointed. And I, I like, that's how I've kind of been encouraging myself to do this without a podium and kind of without a leash, basically. And, and I was like, I was like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but, you know, you're going to provide. I was like, I'm anointed. And I just kept saying, I'm anointed, I'm anointed, I'm anointed. And then I got that. And I was like, double portion, let's go. I was like, we're going to rock this. You've anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. First Peter, but two, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now you have all these prayers. You, we've, gone through, we've gone through a prayer model of the prayer of, of Jabez, gone through the prayer of the sheep of who is God. And that's just, that's just Psalm 23. So there's a lot of other names like of, of who he is, believe me, and we can get into that. But I promise you, y'all don't want to be here all day because we could go and go and go, and I would. But when we come before him and maybe he answers you know, he answers our prayers. Well, he always answers our prayers. Oftentimes, maybe they're just not the way that, that, that we thought they would be answered. There are a number of times that I've prayed for things that they were answered in a completely different way than I thought it would. And it kind of stung. I was like, oh, Lord, I was like, I prayed for this, but you gave me this. I'm like, I'm kind of confused. And then, like, took me a little bit down the road. I'm like, oh, he did answer my prayer. It just looked completely different from what I thought. But here's the thing. God answers prayers based on who he is, not on who we are. He answers based on who he is. So you come to him in prayer, it doesn't matter what you're walking through. It doesn't matter who you are or who you were or, 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 or what you're carrying. He answers prayers based on who he is. And he has already conquered it all. He's already, he's already planted a flag. He, he, he's, he's already won the, won the battle, won the war. He's claimed the victory. So there's literally nothing that you can take to him that, that is going to take that away. Nothing at all. Now, my final piece for you. We, we talked about models of prayer. We talked about the prayer of the sheep. My last thing I have for you is ingredients of effective prayer. Ingredients of effective prayer. James 5 <clears throat> says this, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And Lord is our righteousness, so we can accomplish much with him, right? Okay, so we think, I, I look at this and I think it, it's just an effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Okay, that's just one person though. You know, one, one can, can send a thousand to flight, two can send 10,000 to flight. Like, we, we think about this that a thousand is still a lot. Like, y'all may think, well, you know, I really only feel impactful or, or effective in, if, if we're praying together. Like, we're two or more gathered, you know, there he is and he hears us. And I'm like, yes, but he also hears you in your own time. We need to have effective prayer lives. We need to have our own time with the Lord. It's, it's a conversation at this point. 
You know, just as you would share with a confidant, a, a, a spouse, a friend, a, a parent, whatever it may be, like you need to go to the Lord with everything that you have. But when we pray as singing, remember, one can send a thousand to flight. You have a lot of power of a, a prayer warrior. One prayer warrior can do so much damage. And two can do tenfold. You imagine a praying, what a praying church does? And Life Church, we are a praying church. And we're kicking down, we're kicking, kicking the enemy right in the teeth. We're, we're, we're taking it by storm. We, we are not playing games, y'all. And it's through our prayer. It's through our prayer and our devotion and our obedience to the Lord. We allow him to go before us in every situation. So what's the first part of an effective prayer life? Well, when there is pressure, prompting, or pain. It's not limited to this, but I think these are the, the times when we need to pray. Pressure, prompting, or pain. Uh, when, we've all experienced pain. When there's pain in your life, what do you do? You, you, I'm sure you tell somebody. Are you taking it to the Lord? Are you, are, you, are you going before him? Are you going to sit with him, be in his presence? The prompting, you may just be in a conversation with somebody or even not be them, or, but be around at the time. Somebody comes on your mind, this is what I do. Somebody comes on my mind and I'm like, I haven't thought about them. There's nothing that prompted it really. It just, they came about and I'm just, I just begin to pray. And I don't always tell them, hey, I'm praying for you. I mean, if I feel like I, after I pray, I'm like, Lord, if you want me to share, like I'll share there are many times where I don't uh, because there's no gap in the spirit. They don't need to know I'm praying for them for, for my prayers to be answered. Uh, and, and the pressure. We've all felt pressure, whether it's job, relationally, financially, what, whatever the pressure is in our lives today. Are we taking it before the Lord? Are we giving it unto him? Are we casting all our cares, all our worries, all our anxieties onto him because he cares for us. Psalm 18, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help before him came into his ears. How else do we pray? How else do we have an effective prayer life? With passion. With passion. Y'all, when I say passion, like you can, hey, Lord, thank you uh, for today. Thank you for this, you know, uh, the, the blessing that you've given me. And I'm not saying that he doesn't hear those prayers, but the power behind a, a, a passionate prayer, like the enemy just is probably, this is how I view it. The enemy, like those soft, quiet prayers, like trying not to be disruptive or whatever. I disagree. I'm trying to disrupt what the enemy's doing. Like I'm here, like I'm, I'm planting a stake in the ground. No, you cannot have any of this, Satan. I'm like, I swear, I'm driving in the car. People, people probably think I'm wild because I'm like, I'm just, I put up my prayer playlist and I just got like music, a prayer playlist for music and it's going and I'm just like yelling. I'm just like, I mean, I'm not even holding back and I'm just like yelling at nobody except for Satan. And people probably like, who is this guy? Like, he's definitely mad at somebody. I'm like, darn right I am because he keeps trying to come to steal, to kill and destroy and I ain't having it. We pray with passion. Hebrews 5 says, In the days of his flesh he offered up both prayers and, supp and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he, he was heard because of his piety. With loud crying and tears. That's why I think I can be as loud as I want when I'm praying. 
We continue on. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became to all those who obey him with the source of eternal salvation. He learned obedience through suffering. We've all been through suffering. Are we using it as an opportunity to lean in and learn about obedience? How else? I got just a few more things. How else to have an effective prayer life with persistence? We've got to be constant. We've got to go before the Lord daily. And not just once a day. I mean, like, we're told to pray without ceasing. Pray continuously. What does that look like in our lives? Honestly, it's time to reflect on that in our lives. If we want to have an effective prayer life, we have to be persistent. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the stomach of the fish. Even when it looked like all hope was lost, like he, he's, he's done, he's done for, he still prays. He's persistent in his prayer. He's not taking no for an answer. How else can we pray? In partnership with others. It's good to have our, our, our own time, but it's also good to have personal intercessors, potentially in your life, mentors, spiritual leaders in your life that, that you can go to and, and go before and, and learn from in partnership with others. This is who we are here at Life Church. Like, we have our Saturday morning prayer at a.m. every Saturday. I, I call it just a prayer service. We have our Sunday service. We have our Saturday service. We're here praying. We're here praying in agreement. And we're taking, we're taking the enemy by storm. We're not playing around any longer. We're not going to sit by and wait. In partnership with others, how, what, how else does that fit into what is happening here at Life Church in the kingdom of God? It's we're a church of life groups, not a church with life groups. We have life groups going to be launching. We have freedom groups that launch today. In all of these situations, there is prayer. There is, there is, there is prayer in these groups. We have our men's event that's coming up August 19th. There, there's going to be a lot of prayer there. And we're going to, we're, we're, we're building up. We're fathering sons and daughters into the kingdom of God. Guys, prayer with others is important. Husbands with your wives. Parents with your kids. Even if you're single in here, you're like, where do I fit in? You pray with a family member. You pray with your friends at work. Find people. Pray with them. And you don't have to know people to pray over them either. You can, you can be, you could be, I mean, I've done it before. I'm like, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to pray over there. You're like, I don't even know you. I'm like, I don't care. The Lord does. And, and, and he knows you. And I feel like I'm supposed to pray. And I'll pray over them. And then it ends up being exactly what they need. And I'm not surprised any longer. Matthew 18 says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. And finally, to have effective prayer, cut out all the distractions, cut out all, all the things that may disrupt you, and it's time to get focused on the person of Jesus Christ. Focus on the person of Jesus Christ, who he is and what he's done and what he's given. And it's time to receive, y'all. It's time to receive the victory. It's time to receive the freedom. John 14, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. 
so that the, the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Talk about the power of the name of Jesus. We, we don't just, just, just quietly slip it in there at the end. It's, I mean, with passion, persistence, like I'm, I tell you, I'm wild in my, in my prayer time alone with the Lord. And I'm just, the name of Jesus this, the name of Jesus this, the name of Jesus this, the name of Jesus this. And I'm not, I'm not waiting around for something to happen. I'm, I'm taking the offense. We don't have to be on defense. We are on the offense. And we can declare the name of Jesus over all the situations of our life, over our homes, over our families, over our children, over, over our workplaces, over all that the Lord's given us, over that which he will do. Like, we don't have to wait for something to happen and then begin to pray. When, when, when Kelsey and I got a, uh, well, it was really just Kelsey, but we're one, so I'm saying Kelsey and I, but uh, when she got a prophetic word that the victory will come and, and, and as a child, that she, she will have a children, we began to already have the names. Like, we, we already have the names of our children. I felt like I had a number, so I said, we're getting this many names. We got first, middle, and last steal, obviously, but uh, we got the names. We're still working on one, actually, but uh, we have three of them, and <laughs> And basically, I say this to say, we're not waiting for something to happen, then begin to pray. We are praying over our children. And I am praying over them by name. I think there's a lot of power in that. And it is, it's in the name of Jesus that this will happen. It's in the name of Jesus. They will be this, 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 this. They will be warriors for the kingdom. How are you praying for your kids? They're the next generation, y'all. Like, we have a place for kids here because we believe that it is important to have a place. We're not leaving them behind. We're bringing them along with us. We're building them up because when we're gone, who takes over? It's our children. So what legacy do we want to leave behind? We have, as I said, 21 days of prayer coming up. And my challenge to y'all, I always try to give a challenge to the people. My challenge to y'all this week is really for the next three weeks. We have 21 days of prayer. The, the first week, this week, is 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning. And then, and then Saturday prayer is always gonna be 8 a.m. still. And then Monday through Friday, 6.30, 7.30. This week, the next week is 12.30 to 1.30. And then the following week, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. We do that so that we recognize that not everybody can make the 6.30, 7.30 time. So maybe they'll be able to make the 12.30 or, or the evening slot. We want to give everybody a chance to be here. And whether it's our campus, if you work closer to one of our other campuses, you don't have to come to Pendleton. Pop in over there. Pop in. If you work in Fishers, pop in over there. If you work closer to Noblesville campus, pop there. If you work over in Indy, pop in at Eagle Creek. My challenge to y'all is to show up. It's to show up and begin to pray. If you don't know how, we got these books I'm talking about. We have people that... Uh, prayer leaders at every single one of our campuses who will, who will help train and build up and, and resource you. It's, it's, guys, these 21 days, if you just enter in, if you just come in, and if you can't make any of those times, just, just promise me, promise me you will take an hour out of your day, just as we are, 
to just sit with the Lord, be in his presence, read your word, pray, practice, train, whatever it is. We all start somewhere. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us, share with a friend, and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Our mission is simple. Come to life, connect to grow, find your purpose, make a difference. Thanks for listening to the Life Church Podcast.